everybody. Welcome to the 10th floor. Well, the elevator ride up the 10th floor, right? It's me, Matt. It's me, Kat. Hi, everybody. Hey, everybody. Oh, oh, oh. And we are here. We're, 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 on the, uh, we're on the elevator going up to the 10th floor. And look, this is the first time that Ma and I have been doing this in the same room together. Hello, Ma. Hi. It's not the first time. First no. Because when we started podcasting, we got a podcast, by the way, 10th floor podcast. Uh, when we started doing this, it was like this. It was like this for a long time, actually. Long, long, long. But we weren't side by side usually. We were in the family room upstairs, and we would be like facing each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And it was, and we didn't have any, um, we didn't have video then. It was just audio, so we could face each other, and you know, it didn't matter because we weren't be in the same shot anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So you know, here we are we're doing the thing. Uh, we just finished the 2022 General Hospital official convention. In uh, Burbank. Indeed. And uh, hey, what a good time. It was so fun. It really was. It was it so really, fun. It really was. You know what I got to do? I got to make sure we got audio. We got audio going. Look at that. Audio. Okay. Audio and video. Video, video is happening as well. You know, sometimes we're not so good at this. Sometimes. Well, we've had a couple of glitches, right? <laughs> Every once A glitch or two. A glitch or two. So uh, this whole thing started on Thursday for us. Oh, it sure did. It started on Thursday. Uh, why don't you raise this just a little bit? Oh, okay. I'm just going to leave that right there. All that's right. What's gonna All right. That's, that's fine. I've been holding it anyway. It doesn't matter. Welcome <laughs> 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 to the broadcast. Thank you so much for finding the time to join us so late. I know people on the East Coast and stuff, it's like 9 o'clock for you, so I can understand it's a little challenging. But everything started Thursday. We could start talking about the COVID protocols. Okay. COVID protocols. Mm-hmm. Okay. My goodness. Indeed. Uh, so there was hardcore stringent testing and we had to wear a mask the whole time, uh, anytime mm-hmm. we were in the building. And uh, it was to keep the actors safe. That was, that was what it they was. said the whole time. It was. basically creation entertainment is the ones that put on this thing. And mm-hmm. if they were to lead to someone getting sick. Right. Because they came to this thing. Right. They were being so chill. You know, you know, I think it, it kind of felt, I mean, I didn't mind it doing it at all, you guys. It kind of felt like too much. But at the same time, I think if they didn't go there, they wouldn't be able to do the event. So, you know, so I'd rather just have to, you know, always have my mask on. And and um, it wasn't like that in the other parts in the hotel, because I stayed in the hotel. Matthew lives locally. Um, So it wasn't for in the other parts in the hotel and stuff. It wasn't like that. It was like it was it was suggested. Right. Yeah, it was suggested. But at the actual event, you, you had to have it on the entire time. And you know what? It is what it was now. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is what it was. It is what it was. It is what it was. <laughs> and you know, we, we decided to go on live uh, right after the con to talk about the con. Because mm-hmm. we really wanted to give a vehicle to people who weren't here an mm-hmm. inside look, a way to be able to ask their questions, especially if you followed everything that we were sharing on Twitter. If you, if you didn't. If you didn't follow us on Twitter, do it now at 10th4GH and take a look at all of the stuff that we did. All kinds of pictures and quotes and commentary from the weekend. Uh, all of the different question and answer sessions um, and all that. Hey, Dara. Uh, welcome to the chat. Yeah, the mask wearing, you know, I mean, I'm totally used to wearing a mask. And you come from a clean room environment, so you wore a mask for decades and decades and decades. And well, decades yeah. Before. You know, I, I worked in I worked in clean room uh, where, you know, you just have to wear one. I said, then we very much... Kind of like the blue one yeah. that we all worn. Right. Kind of like the, that's what I kind of wore for forty years working yeah. in the clean room making making parts. Making parts for making computers. parts in the Silicon Valley. So it didn't seem all that restricting yeah. to me, really. But I understand that you know not everybody had that forty years to get used to it. <laughs> not everybody did. Anyway, it didn't matter to me. I was just damn happy to be there. I was very, very happy to be there. It was, a, it was three years running for us. Three years running for us. Because Almost, this been, yeah. This thing was delayed twice. So, you know, we got our tickets years ago. And finally, 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 they were able to do it. Uh, and so but, many others that were there. Yeah. Same same story, you same know. Story. Same story. Lots of people got same their story. tickets before, and then now, finally, mm-hmm. they're able to, to get mm-hmm. in there and finally be able to do it. There was a lot of excitement, not, not just from the crew and the attendees, but there was a lot of excitement from the actors as well, because the actors, they miss this. Mm-hmm. This is soap bread and butter. If you're on a soap opera, having an opportunity to interact with the fans in a non-hateful environment <laughs> is important. <laughs> um, 
is is it you could just tell how much Laura Wright loved being there and loved yep. being the MC. Yep. You can tell how Maurice Bernard was just just eating up the chance to stand on this stage because he didn't even sit this he moved from this yes side to that yes side he did to, and then like he just he loved it he absolutely loved it yeah it was uh, it was so fun it was super fun super fun super hey fun. Uh, welcome everybody else to the chat we got uh we got Isa, we got sarah we got uh petty all join in here in the chat with their questions so hey, hey you guys uh, so let's get going let's get going let's, let's start um if, is sophia matson pregnant again thought i noticed it when she was covering up a bump during the brando and sasha wedding uh from what we saw no no that didn't no. cross my mind at all she had a really flowy pretty dress on but no that she didn't look she didn't look like she was sporting a bump at all no she was no. gorgeous though oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh the number one thing that i noticed when it comes to actually <laughs> seeing these people in real life okay mm -hmm. is the men look like regular people with the exception of Donnell Turner and uh, Taj Bellow, they're just that's different. That was well, it was different. They were we, but no, they they all just so pretty. Oh my gosh, the women, the women are uh, you know, and and the men are and to me actually maybe Matt didn't. I, I thought the men were terribly, terribly good looking too. Well, all of them, all of them, all of them, but Donnell, oh my <laughs> gosh. He looks like a statue of manhood, yeah, okay? He does. He does. He does. <laughs> uh, I guess, I guess, maybe the way that I can put it is, I expected the men to look like how they did. Like, I was not surprised by what Chad Duell looks like in real life. I was not surprised with what, uh, with what uh, Maurice Bernard looks like in real life. It's mm -hmm. shorter than I expected, but hey. You a know, little bit. Um, but the, the, but the, the actresses, the ladies on the show. Mm-hmm. Times is more beautiful in real life than they oh are. Oh my TV. gosh, it's all just so so pretty. It's just so pretty, Ridiculous. and the way they move and everything—they're just so pretty. And I can tell you, Vanola as the most. Vanola just exudes like this um, allure, sexuality that's just easy and not not and not not ugly it's just like it's just like it's just there it is ingrained in her dna yeah it, she makes. yeah she's just so flowy and maybe the way she just moves when she walks and stuff and she you can just tell she's a dancer <laughs> when you say you can yeah you can, yeah. You can tell that she's a dancer uh let's see here is a is a wants to know are they going to put austin with brit uh, when it comes to the future relationships for Austin and Britt, they weren't able to, so just, you know, just to cover, uh, they're not mm -hmm. really able to talk about stuff that hasn't been aired yet. Um, they want to keep them ever sure of surprise and keep people engaged in watching the episodes and keep it all spoiler free. So they really weren't able to provide a lot of detail. Yeah. And the way that the show was filmed, they don't really know what has aired yet and what they filmed two weeks ago that hasn't mm -hmm. made it. So it's kind of challenging for them to talk about something that is incredibly topical, like what's happening right now. Yeah, it's hard for them to do to to a certain degree. Yeah, and and they you know and they know that they're about three or four weeks ahead. They can't divulge anything that they know that they've taped in the last month, right. or they're in trouble. This is this is not something they can do. You know, so you know the comments and 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 some of the quotes that Matt did throughout the weekend um, were in in not light of what they actually knew. Right? Yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing is confirmed. Nobody, nobody right. gave any spoilers. Nobody told you right. what's going to happen. They can only tell you what they think, or maybe repeat something that's being shared online a lot mm -hmm. as as mm -hmm. a possibility that's something that they believe in. Oh, maybe it could be this. But when it comes to any sort of this is what's going to happen, we got none of that. None of that existed. But the sense that I got was that Maxie and Austin are going forward. Yeah. And Britt is still looking for love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but people did comment on the chemistry that Britt and Austin have together. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. So, like, they know. They recognize it. They realize what they have. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's important uh, for everybody, especially if we want to keep you know, patient yeah. when it comes to things. Because, you know, the show is actually really aware of what they're doing and what they have going for them and what the people are liking. It mm -hmm. just takes a little bit of time to form an entire series around these things. And you just got to be patient. Uh, you're welcome, Peggy, for sharing the GH convention um, events. Uh, Chandra, as well, you're welcome. Uh, tell us about Wes. Wes Ramsey. Well, uh, Wes Ramsey is, um, he kind of looks exactly like you expect him to, right? And he was very gracious and humble 
and happy about his four years on the show. The, you know, people on Twitter and whatnot can be ugly toward Wes Ramsey, but there was nobody ugly there to respond. You know, they didn't like Peter, but nobody, you know, made it vocally known, oh, I don't like you, or I don't like your acting style. No, None, there was no, that. yeah, there it was, was like, we hate what you did. And nobody yelled it out and heckled them or anything like that. It, it was, you know, the whole environment was a positive environment. You know, we were all there, basically, you know, the auditorium, we were there on vacation. Every single one of us, right? Loving the same thing. Exactly, exactly. We're all you know? there to love and embrace the things that we like about the show. And so when it came yeah. to interactions with Russ Ramsey himself, nobody went to his, at least in our experience, not, not the that we saw. Yeah. It's not like we watched this guy he signed every autograph that he did or anything. You look up there on the camera, not there. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey Daisy, um, and uh, um, uh, Wes Ramsey, blah blah blah. So uh, we don't, we didn't see witness anybody being mean to Wes Ramsey. Nobody went up to his face and said you're the worst actor, Juilliard, uh, of all time or anything. Anything that people yeah asked during questions the, yeah. about the stories he was in when they had questions about the stories he was in. Yeah, like, they yeah. His, his relationship with Anna and what was going through Peter's mind when he died and all kinds of who yeah. let him out of the freezer those things the things that people were curious about they asked him about but they didn't criticize him you know basically what he said he said they don't when he was playing Peter up until almost the very end um he felt like he was able to justify the things the character did the things the character did he felt like he could justify that in some way until the very end when he was like Throwing the vial off the roof, mm -hmm. that seemed too much. You know, yeah. I, I wasn't like, well, gosh, that's really bad. The thing, that I took away, <laughs> the thing that actually that I took away from Wes Ramsey is when he talked about his, 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 his acting training and Juilliard and all that kind of stuff that people were making fun of him for. What he was really trying to do, in my opinion, I never talked to him in any sort of extended length. Mm -hmm. uh, but in my opinion, he was trying to let you guys know that he was thinking deeply about his character and what Peter mm -hmm. was about, what Peter was going to do, mm -hmm. and why Peter was who he was and why he yes. made these decisions. And yes. he brought up a lot of stuff that he used as inspiration for his own performance in this to justify, like you said, the actions that Peter take. Because somebody asked a question, hey, you know, how do you feel? What do you think is the worst thing that Peter did? Yeah, the worst thing Peter did. And he actually, uh, Wes had trouble like even coming up with an answer for it because he... In his, in the way that he performs, is Peter August. Mm -hmm. So he was able to excuse away the vast majority of things that Peter did because he's broken. His daddy did this. He wants mm -hmm. Anna to love mm -hmm. him. He, blah, blah, blah. He's trying to protect mm -hmm. himself. Mm -hmm. He wants to have a baby with Nancy. Like he found a reason why mm -hmm. Peter would do all of these things. So it was actually challenging for Wes Ramsey yeah. to decide what was the worst thing. And he had to finally settle on, I guess, the one thing that he really couldn't justify uh, in his Peter story, which was throwing that thing off. But then he followed that up further by saying he used that as inspiration to show how desperate Peter is in mm -hmm. his story going forward. Mm -hmm. Because Peter was so desperate. After he, he was got out of that he was so desperate and he was so crazy with everything by then. And both of them sent Fadola. And Wes said that they loved the way the story actually ended and how it did a full kind of circle. And they both loved the way it was written at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was and I think most of us did, too. Yeah, most of us, less, you know, was, most of us did. It was less did. about the death of Peter. And our podcast, our main podcast that we do every week here um, on YouTube, 11 a.m. Pacific time. I'm sure you can see the ad. Anyway, um, <laughs> the thing that they do the most... Um, <laughs> is uh you know like a whodunit storyline is, is something that we were expecting we're gonna mm -hmm. just find a body of peter somewhere yes and he was gonna be dead and we're gonna yeah. have to figure out who that was uh, yeah but we didn't get that what we got was an anna moment from peter's death yeah we did. which really serves anna and oh my god like they showed the clip of Peter's death at that, and they talked to mm -hmm. Finola News about it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we can get into that, I guess, when we get to the Finola section. Let's see if there's any other questions in here we can answer, huh? Um, what was the best question someone asked, and what was the goofiest? All right, so I asked a question to every single one of the Q&A groups because participation wasn't as uh, stellar as I thought it was going to be. First in line most of the time, and not because he was rushing it, you guys. He was just... Because he got up and did it. Yeah, because I got up and I you know, did it. And I went and I just asked the question. <laughs> uh, so when it came to, like, honestly, I had the best question. And I also had the goofiest question. So uh, I, I really can't decide myself what the best question I asked was. But well, I, you know I, what, Matthew? I, let me just, let me oh, just, because I, I was there listening to all the dang questions, okay? 
if if you if you are the best question in the both of those categories, it's because it was true. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I don't remember exactly what I mean. I asked. Uh, I can tell you what Goofy's question is. Uh, it was one of the most recent ones. I asked uh, Cynthia Watros uh, this uh, this time uh, <laughs> if Nina was to be in a plane crash that landed on an island that was full of monsters and a button that may destroy the world. Who would she rather spend that time with, Mike or Sonny? And she decided Mike because she can snuggle with Mike. Now, Arthur was out there. Laura Wright was out yeah, there. She was out question. there. And Laura chimed in and said, uh, Sonny would die on an island because Maurice would die on an island. So, I, guess, I guess Mike is the only answer for that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Chandra, um, the vast majority of the weekend was very, 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 very positive. Nobody spent their money to fly all the way out here for their tickets to go be mean to these actors. That wasn't the point of the weekend at all. Yeah. Um, anyone in quotes of her? Da, da, da. Let's see. Uh, how was the Laura, Maurice, and Cynthia Q&A? Super fun. Super, you super tell me, fun. You tell them that. Yeah, it was it was super fun. Yeah, you know. Um... It was so fun that I could right uh, I would say that the it was it was it was energetic. Um, you could really see the actual real friendship that I think these three people have with each other. Yeah. And Maurice Bernard is so, so head and shoulders excited to be doing what he's doing on the show right now. Yeah. This is not Maurice Bernard up there yeah. going, I'm just going to sell the show, you know? I'm just going to go out there and do my thing and make him think that it's great. <laughs> no, that's not the case at all. Maurice no. Bernard loves his job. And he is eating this Nina storyline alive. He is yes. loving it so yes. much. Even the Nicks and Falls stuff, he was like, I love it. Yep, he and was. I expected Nicks and Falls to be super brief. We got nine months out. Yep, like, he, he did. So... He liked it. Yeah. He yeah. liked it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I would say that the three actors, their position when it comes to understanding what each of these characters are bringing into the Nina mm -hmm. Carly story, mm -hmm. uh, Sunny storyline, mm -hmm. is so aware. Mm -hmm. So aware. They all understand exactly how they are all thinking and where their characters are in this and what they want mm -hmm. to come from all of this. And, and both of the both of the girls said, you know, um, uh, Cynthia and Laura, both of the girls said that how fun that stuff is, you know, yeah. just, you know, it's exhausting screaming at each other. It is, is exhausting and going there because they do really try to become, you know, act. That's what actors do. They try to become the character. Right. 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 And, and you, you definitely see it with these people. Uh, yeah. Uh, especially those three. I mean, they're, they're the tippy top main event of general hospital. For mm -hmm. reason. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they just, this is their life. This is their livelihood. This is exactly mm -hmm. what they want to be doing with their lives. And they are loving every single moment mm -hmm. of it. And, that is, and, that's and really I have nice. to, and I have, you know, I told you earlier how everybody was so good looking, so pretty. But I'm um, Cynthia Watros. She's just gorgeous. She's just so gorgeous. And she has, she has a Marilyn Monroe kind of body, I would say, you know? Yeah. She's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. That's, that's pretty great. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what can you tell us about Caitlin McMullen? Did anybody fish with her about the possibility of Nina is her mom's friend? Um, only through shouting at her after a question was answered. Nobody went up to the microphone and said, do you think Nina's your mommy? Or anything no. like that. Um, no. But there was a lot of just people saying, um, Wiley isn't Nina's grandson. No, Wiley's not Nina's grandson! <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of it. Like, just people don't believe that Nina is mm -hmm. Nell's mom for some reason. I don't quite mm -hmm. understand that. Mm -hmm. uh, but when it comes down to it, Caitlin Gapolin is a wonderful lady. Oh, my God. She mm -hmm. is just poised in, like, just, just, um, oh, that's oh, a silly question. I that is a silly question, Matt. Silly well, question. well, that was the date, first date, so it's already a couple. First panel. Right? Yeah, so first date. three days ago yeah. in the morning. And you know, we don't remember anything for, you know, for the folks that actually, you know, even three days ago for this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so but I there was just so much, right? There's a lot. Going on. A lot. It was a lot. So I asked Caitlin McMullen, uh, who would she rather draw some inspiration from? Snow White or the Evil Queen? <laughs> Which was great because I had my chance to call Kate McMullen's Snow White to her face to a degree, you know, like passive aggressively, but I did it. It was great. Um, and she went with the Evil Queen. So, you know, Caitlin McMullen is ready, just as we are, for Willow to start kicking some ass. Yeah. 
that's the sense that I got from it. Uh, let's see here. Um, that was a great scene between Anne and Peter. It sure was, Irma. Uh, hope no one was mean to Cynthia. No, no, people were not mean to Cynthia. I would say that the thing that would have, could be considered the most mean, quote unquote, would be when they when Nina said that she'd love Sonny enough to let him go, mm-hmm. and only about three people clapped for that. <laughs> Uh, but, but when it comes down to it, yeah. the audience is split when it comes to Sunny Carly, Sunny Nina. Like they really are. They split. are. They are. They are. Yeah. And you know, you know, like we said earlier, you know, just nobody went there with the with the hope of an opportunity to mean be mean to one of the one of the players. That wasn't. That wasn't. No. People say a lot of mean things on platforms and stuff because they're behind a. You know, they're behind a. Um, a keyboard and it doesn't matter there's no accountability for it you know if you're in that environment and then you do something ugly you're going to be accountable for it yeah 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 that's yeah. basically people it we're going to look at you and be like why are you asking that oh you're ruined to stay like nobody wants that in real life they can, <laughs> you can put something and walk away and not think about it for the rest of the day but if you say something crappy to somebody's face you're going to remember it uh artemis hello artemis welcome to the show i love anna and robert what did finola and tristan have to say about the relationship night shift and any chance they will ever get back together? Probably not a chance for them to get back together. It doesn't seem as though Tristan Rogers wants that to be the future of Robert and Anna. He feels as though they have made their impact and done their thing. Mm-hmm. They are history. They are they are legendary. They are important to the mythos of Port Charles. But going forward, Robert doesn't really need that. Anna mm-hmm. doesn't really need that. They're all doing their own thing right mm-hmm. now. And they have this bond through Robin and coming back together is it really on his radar? No. But he it, doesn't write the show, so. But it seemed like that both of them really, really, really want to honor the legacy of the, the two of them and the relationship. The relationship, not them as personal actors. Yeah. The legacy of the relationship seemed to be really important to them that they were still, they were still family. They're not, they're not together. They're family. Not, yeah. I wouldn't say brother or sister, no, but yeah. they're just family right it's it's and and i'm in love with you and more i love you yeah yeah and you know they have a daughter together they have grandchildren together and that was the emphasis i think when they answered it they have grandchildren together so that ship has sailed that ship has sailed now tristan rogers did say something and twitter exploded over this so i really want to clarify something (laughs) Uh, because Tristan Rogers, I would not say, is someone who thinks about everything he's going to say before it comes out of his mouth. And that's not a dig. He's just someone that flies by the seat of his pants, mm-hmm. which is great. It's a wonderful trait to have, and it really brings a lot of uh, fun spontaneity into your acting career and into Robert Scorpio. But he did say that um, somebody asked about Robert and Holly. Yeah. And I think I think they asked him to choose, like, who's your soulmate who should robert still have been with who was the best relationship for him yeah all or anna yeah basically r and h or r in uh a like pick one tristan um <laughs> and uh so he said that the the coming together of robert and holly was a mistake now he didn't mean that the relationship between robert and Holly was years long mistake that yeah. should never have happened. It yeah. ruined it. He hated it. That is not what he said at all. And then he said, and right? And then he said, <laughs> Anthony Geary kept going to the producers saying he's going to quit soon. They brought Holly onto the show to replace Laura and needed to figure out what to do with this new character that they just brought out on the canvas. And somebody said, why not Robert Scorpio? So they didn't. So Robert and Holly were not planned from the beginning. So mistake means spontaneous yeah was a quick change of direction because quick anthony consequence because of situation because anthony geary was trying to leave and i guess he left and did a, a movie or something mm-hmm. and he wound up coming back pretty mm-hmm. quick but by the time that mm-hmm. happened robert and holly were so established that there really wasn't room for luke in that anymore but he did come back and he's like you're, you're, you're. what was that scene between luke and robert where he's like you're dating my girlfriend <laughs> yeah so yeah <laughs> um what are Cameron Matheson? Uh, he's a human being. He's an actor and host. Uh, he currently <laughs> plays Drew on the show. Uh, let's see. You're right. Cat trolls always hide. You're right. You, you're right, Chandra. Chandra, you're one of our favorite listeners. <laughs> Keep complimenting my mom. I saw you were on set, says Elegant. What was your favorite room or prop? Did you get to see the moss? The moss. So Sunny's kitchen was not set up for our tour. Yeah. We got Alexis's house. Yeah. We got the Savoy. 
-hmm. we got the quarter main living room and foyer. Yeah, which is two separate sets, total separate, but side by side. Yeah, side by side right next to it. And mm -hmm. you could really walk from the foyer into the living room and yeah. all that. Yeah. Um, we got the hospital, of course, because that one's always up. Uh, what else did we get? We got uh, Elizabeth's house, Elizabeth Brownstone. Mm -hmm. um, there was one more. Uh, Pier 54. Pier 54. Yeah, Pier 54. Pier 54 and of stuff. course, you know, uh, the nurse's station is permanent. The nurse's station is permanent. The staircase that we all see is permanent. And it's bigger than you think. And, of course, the elevators oh, are right yeah. adjacent to the nurse's station. So it's it's big. It's, yeah, yeah. And that's, so, the, and that's the part that never comes down. Right. Uh, so the hospital set that never comes down. So the the, 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 the the examination room is always there. The elevators mm -hmm. are always there. The station's always mm -hmm. there. The stairs are always there. And actually, um, they did an interesting shot this week on General Hospital with Brit sitting on the second level of that set looking down onto it which mm -hmm. is a shot that we don't usually get yeah but this set is so filmable <laughs> it's, it's it's nuts and now that we've actually been there we know what they use as the hallway and we know what we use as the bench i know yeah. we know where the corner of the um uh, uh vending machines are we know where the nurse's station is yes. all in relative to with with one another yes yes so that's so fun to know that <laughs> so it's super fun to know that. and now and now we we can so basically now when they're walking down a hallway we can be like oh yeah they're about 10 feet away from the actual nurse's station it may mm -hmm. look like they're in the middle of the hospital somewhere but they're just yeah. trying to make it look like yeah. that um and you know we, we we were we were cheesy fans because you know sometimes the nurse's station's on different floors right it's not always in the same spot yeah so they changed the the, the, the floor so it just comes off like a, a yeah a velcro so all yeah the, you know the floor indications next to the uh, yeah and you know that and they had the they had the screen on that you know shows what floor you're on and you know the different departments and stuff that was on as well lit yeah. as well and what floor were they on they were on the 10th floor of course yes. <laughs> So, of course, we got pictures and stuff. Go to our Twitter page, uh, you know, 10th floor, floor GH on Twitter. Check that out. You can see all of the pictures that we took. We took pictures at the Savoy and all kinds of stuff. So, we did. And we got our own personal ones, too. So keep an eye on the Twitter page, and we'll continue to share mm -hmm. this as time goes on. Um, so that was really cool. Let me see if there's any questions I, here. And we have to tell you guys, what did, Matt, what did you get to do there? Oh, shoot. What did, right. you get, what did you get to do there? this tour. <laughs> uh oh the gatehouse we didn't talk about the quarter main gatehouse oh that yeah the gatehouse yeah so it's quarter mained out it was yeah so kind of quarter mained out huh in a couple of weeks because uh clearly on friday they were filming uh mm -hmm. on the quarter main property and alexis house and all that kind of stuff so mm -hmm. these sets are going to be coming up here in the next couple of weeks of gh um uh but at the gatehouse they did a, a fun little scene they gave a couple of people in the in the uh, in the tour some scripts uh, Sonny and Carly scene, and we acted it out so we can learn what it's like to be an actor on the show, how it's how it's like to talk to the director and producer and get your blocking and rehearse it out and yada 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 yada. You know, it's a fun little thing. So they picked uh, somebody that actually sitting very close to us the entire time. Yeah, they, she was right. Her seat was behind us yeah, exactly. the entire time. The entire time in the theater, and they chose me to play Sonny. They sure did. So <laughs> to do a scene at Sunny Corinthos on an actual GH soundstage. Yep. And I was I did it like this the whole time. Yeah. I did it like this. I did the impression, y'all. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, MK Weir was like, that was really good. I really liked the rest that you gave it. Like it was hmm, mm -hmm, mm, right? Yeah. Uh, and then I hear future and some frequent <laughs> tours, the people that they chose to play Sunny got comments like, Don't quit your day job. <laughs> so hey, you know maybe keep an eye on right in Kate Weir said that you want to see Matt from the tenth floor GH on there, huh? Yeah. Uh, Jacarius, no, you are not late. You're right here in the middle. We uh, were actually late. Yeah, we were late. Yeah. Uh, oh wow, Robert and Holly. Yeah. Uh, so it started as a mistake, turned out to be a wonderful chemistry relationship on screen. I mean, mistake is still the wrong word to use, uh, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're kind of nice people, Chandra. Let's see. Uh, so you didn't see the Metro Quartz pool? No, that's only set up in the summertime. Yeah, yeah. Did get confirmation that that pool is a whopping three feet deep. Yep, it's three feet deep. And MK Weir, the producer that was our tour guide, um, what they do is they take you to every set. Uh, of course, you, and they ask you some trivia questions, and yeah, yeah. you know the, and then you know at every set, and then somebody wins, and you know, did he win? Uh, yeah, he won once. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this is the trivia question that I asked, or that, I, that I answered. It was it was in Elizabeth Brownstone. Yes. The trivia question was as follows: Elizabeth has a unique middle name. What is it? Go ahead, chat. Go ahead. Let me know what 
Elizabeth's middle name is. And so I was able to get that answer quite, that question answered correctly. And I won this little swag bag. He sure did. And on a previous video on the challenge, we opened this up in detail and talked about it all exciting like. But, you know, we got cool things. I think the thing that actually was the most interesting in this prize bag is Connie Falconeri's book, uh, Love in Maine, as seen on General Hospital, celebrating 50 years. Um, listen, I, I saw nothing of Connie Falconeri at all. Yeah, that was uh, pre-Matt watching, huh? It was pre-me pre watching GH. Yeah. Uh, so this will be interesting. Yeah. I don't know what it's about, but, you know, I mean, it looks like it's a young probably the story of her. Is it? Probably. Oh, I have no idea. I don't know either. Uh, but Honestly. All right. Good job, chat. You're getting the answer right so far. <laughs> Did someone answer? Yeah, so far. I mean, I don't know how long this delay is. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, there's that thing. A Connie Falconeri book. Um, uh, you know, Kate Howard says the, the publisher of Crimson Magazine has a... There's a quote on the back here. Newcomer Connie Falconeri writes with the confidence of a novelist who's been around forever. And she brings her charming characters alive with effortless imagination and breezy good humor. Diane Miller, the author of The Secret Life of Damien Scandelli, said it's a perfect <laughs> summer read. And of course, Ron Caravallati, a professor of creative writing, who was the head writer at, at the time, yeah, from Port Charles University. So that, 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 I yeah. think this book is neat. And, and you know, like just. Everything else is pretty much old nurse's ball swag. He got like, yeah, he got lots of nurse's ball swag. And a little tote that's from one of the nurse's balls, right? Yeah, a little tote from the nurse's ball. And, oh, look, a pendant from Wear Self-Care Designs. Check out Wear Self-Care Designs on Instagram. <laughs> WearSelfCare.com. Uh, let's see. Um, anything else here? Oh, that sounds fun. It was a lot of fun, Dolores. We had a crap ton of fun. Uh, did they watch you like hawks to make sure nothing was broken or lifted? No, they didn't because you can't break or lift anything on those sets because they are all glued and taped down so the actors mm. don't break or lift anything. Yeah. You know, they had, the Savoy was really cool. You know, and they yeah. had all the, they had all the lights on and everything where you could see it and stuff. And they had some signature drinks up on the bar that were actual drinks. Ava's Martini. Ava's and Martini, and yeah. there's two drinks that are specific to the Savoy. Yes. we got to talk about props. Okay, props. Not not proper respect, but props. Mm -hmm. Properties. Property manager. The things that the actors hold, touch, drink, and use. Mm-hmm. Is Very interesting. so incredibly detailed and well thought out. There are two drinks that you're only going to see at the Savoy. You're only going to see this blue drink and this orange drink at the Savoy set. You're never going to see it at the Floating Rib or whatever bar setup they have. Charlie's doesn't serve it. This is a Savoy specific drink. Yeah, it's um, supposed to be the, their signature, right? Their signature <laughs> drink. Uh, Ava's martinis always have three olives every single time. Mm -hmm. Every time. There will not be an Ava scene with fewer than three olives because mm -hmm. that is how Ava orders her drink. She orders a dirty martini with three olives. Yes. And they said that they rinse the olives and try to get as much of the vinegar and, you know, uh, every off of it as much as because Maura loves to play with her props and she'll actually eat the olives. And if they wind up doing a scene three or four times, you know, they don't want her to have like... <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't want to get her, like, she doesn't want to be full uh, from uh, just nasty olive the whole time. So they do their best to take care of it. And then, you know, like the alcohol isn't really alcohol. It's water with food coloring or any sort of specific... Um, uh... And they told us what Sunny's... Yeah, I mean, I don't want to give away too much magic, you know? Yeah, I you guess. Know? Like, all right, guys, if you want to know what Sunny's scotch is actually made of, ask us in the chat. We'll come back to it. Um... <laughs> So no, no Metricourt pool. They didn't have the Metricourt set up, which is kind of unfortunate. But they did tell us that in a case in which they need to film something on a set that isn't built, they will throw up a couple of walls and just use it kind of in a hallway or over in this corner or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, they mentioned specifically Diane, I guess, is going to be taking a phone call with the Metricourt. But they did have the Metricourt set set up for that. Um, so I don't know how all of that editing is going to come together when it actually mm -hmm. hits the air. Mm -hmm. But they basically just stuck uh, Carolyn Hennessy in front of a couple of Metrocourt walls that were on wheels. They rolled it onto the soundstage, lit it, had her do her scene, and moved on with their day. <laughs> yeah, everything, you know, and everybody talked about um, the quickness of it. You know, quick, 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 get it done, get it done. And it's, boy, they are a well-oiled machine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They every, are. Every minute of every day is well-planned. And, and, and we we met the young man that's the master prop, right? Maybe you can use your own microphone. Oh, sorry, babe. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm an amateur, all right? <laughs> so we met the prop dude, and his name is Matthew, just like him. 
And uh, man, he was just, he was so cool, wasn't yeah, he? he was and so, so eager and so just like jazzed to ask our questions. He, he, like, you know, NK Weir takes all of these questions because she's the producer of the show. She's the one that's been on it for the longest. But we, we cornered the person that was getting ignored. So we talked to Matt, the, uh, the property master, <laughs> a lot. To, to, you know, we talked about how the fires are done in the fireplace. We asked, uh, I mean, uh, what did I ask him? I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, it was just a fun experience. Um, <laughs> but he was so excited and happy to be fielding these questions. Um, yeah. And it was, it was just a really, really, really fun time. That was James Patrick Stewart as a tour guide. He was not our tour guide. He did show up for the second to last tour to say hello yes. to people that were coming yes. through. I'm not sure exactly why he was on set because they weren't but filming anything at the time. Matt and I were on the very first tour. Uh, I think all together there was probably eight or nine tours. At least two a day. So yeah. At least six. I don't know. I don't yeah. know exactly. But we were on the very first tour they had of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. On the very first tour, it was good. It was and good. we didn't know this, and we wish we would have. Yeah. So when we first got there, and they unload the bus, you know, they say if anybody needs to use the restroom, go down these stairs. Blah blah blah. Well, Matt and I didn't go down there, but we didn't know that that's where the dressing rooms were. Yeah. And most, you know, most of the actors have something, you know, some kind of chotsky on their door. Yeah. And I, that would have been fun to see yeah. that, but we didn't know. Cool. We didn't have to pee. Yeah. Basically. Uh, one of my favorite things, one of my favorite props, things, whatever, on the set. There's two things that I really liked about the GH sets. Um, one of them was the off-brand things that they had to put into the vending machines and the cereal boxes in Elizabeth's house, like Honey Nut Crunchies and that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, so take a look. I put up some pictures again on Twitter. I tend for GH. If you haven't seen them so far, go through the media section. There's a lot to go through, but you're going to find them. Um, uh, I found that to be fun. And another thing is there's this awesome detail that exists on the GH, uh, the General Hospital hospital set that you would never in a million years notice on camera because they never show it really. Mm -hmm. But they have business cards for the doctors on staff that are on contract <laughs> at General Hospital set up right there on the, um, the counter. And they are fully done business cards. Uh, Dr. Hamilton Finn, infectious disease. Dr. <laughs> Portia Robinson, general practice. Mm -hmm. They even had Dr. Thomas Ashford Jr. Yep. They didn't put TJ Ashford on nope. there. They didn't say Dr. T. They said Thomas Ashford Jr. Yes. Which, again, is just another... Because this thing's never going to be seen on camera. Mm -hmm. But the props masters went into it and made it as real as they possibly mm -hmm. could. Mm -hmm. So that was really cool. Chandra does want to know what Sunny Scotch is made of. Sunny Scotch is made out of mostly water and just a dash of Coke. And it oh. has to be Coca-Cola, can't be Pepsi. And sometimes he wants a splash of Diet Coke, and sometimes he wants a splash of regular Coke. But that really works. It gives him the right color, and um, that combination kills a fizz. Yeah, there's not no, no, no fizz. In it. No it fizz. Like it just uh, looks like booze. Chandra, yes, they did do the voice. The whole time. <laughs> Give me a little time. We'll put the video on. I don't want to do it too close to the convention and wind up getting arrested for it or whatever. Uh, chat, you're correct about what Elizabeth's middle name is. Nobody has uh, provided the wrong answer so far. So if you want to know what that answer is, go ahead and scroll through the chat. Oh, oh wait. The people who are watching after the live. It's Imogene. It uh, is. Uh, did uh, did uh, did they mention Carly and Drew relationship? They did briefly, but since that is something that is happening right now, mm -hmm. they really weren't able to get in any sort of detail with mm -hmm. it. Uh, but what they definitely did not deny is that that is the direction that Carly is going to be going in. Yes. How serious it's going to be, I don't know. But they're yeah. at least going to bump a couple of uglies. And afterwards, you might be like, <laughs> oh, I, mean, I wanted to do this with Jason, and you're not Jason. So, well, yeah. I, we you don't know, know how it's going to go. It's, it sounded like, you know, the whole time, and we've all heard this before, they don't really get consulted about what story is going to be going forward. And they're not allowed to talk to what about what's not aired yet. Yeah, yeah. So, basically. You know. So if, if you ever go into one of these things, prepare a question about something that happened 5, 10, 20 years ago. Some, some big moment that these actors uh, loved. Because mm -hmm. they really like to talk about the history of the show and the things that they, they do. They do. They do. Uh, real food and scenes. Real food and scenes only if it's necessary to have real food and scenes. Um, I think that if something that I just noticed on my own while just watching the show is when you're in the Metro Court and you're having lunch and Diane and Alexis or something like that. Their plate portions are incredibly tiny. It's like four pieces of lettuce and one pack of potato. <laughs> because, yes, that food is real. 
uh, and so you can play with it and bite it and eat it and all that kind of stuff. But you know, they're not going to provide you an entire meal there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah. It's, it's just for business. Uh, but for the most part, the food that you do see isn't real. So apples and bananas mm -hmm. and fruit baskets and cakes that Aiden made. But they did make the point to say, though, that all the time, you know, they have a lot of fake plants around this, you know, in the different yeah. sets. But they said all the time, it doesn't matter all the time, any flowers that are in the quarter main foyer or living room are always real flowers. Yeah, so some always. Some of the lower end, quote unquote, uh, sets get the uh, get get the fake plants, mm -hmm. uh, but that's when you're going to see like the bush in Sam's house, like yeah. Kind of stuff. Uh, but they uh, what do they call it? they called it an, an affluent set, an elegant set. They called it an elevated set in some mm -hmm. way. Like mm -hmm. there's something about the Quartermain set because it's the richest family of all time. Or mm -hmm. Uh, that makes them go and they put they get real flowers for it and uh, put them up on Monday and by the by the time Friday's done they're probably well they need to be changed yeah so keep an eye out you know do you see perky flowers it's Monday they're a little droopy maybe they shot that one on Thursday and they said that you know they're always dead by Monday so if they still look kind of okay on Friday somebody takes them home <laughs> yeah. right uh, right. Uh, Dolores, no, nobody asked if Jeff Weber was coming on the show. Um, again, 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 the things that are happening right now, things that are happening very soon, they just are not able to talk about it. No, and like we said, I act, you know, and it hasn't been filmed yet. They basically don't know. They're not, the story's not divulged to them very much. Cherie? 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 Are you Anthony's show? Anyway, uh, Cherie, uh, who from the cast made you laugh the most? Uh... Ken. Ken made my laugh the most. <laughs> Gosh, that's tough. That's a tough one for me to answer because I really liked every single person that got up there. Every single person I did there too. Was charming, was funny, was beautiful, was mm -hmm. enthusiastic, mm -hmm. loved being there. Um, I, oh, you know, one thing I wanted to tell you guys, it was kind of, you know, it's, it's cool. So, you know, um, William DeVry was there. Yeah, yeah. Well, the ride was there. Yeah. And Julian Jerome. Julian Jerome. And, you know, he says, I know that, you know, I haven't been on the show in a long time. And, of course, this thing has been on and then postponed and postponed and postponed. And the reason why I didn't ever drop out, no longer being a cast member, is I wanted to just tell you guys how much I appreciate you and, you know, that you supported me and loved watching me. And, you know, you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Will Dry is Just, probably one of the most genuine people mm -hmm. that has been on General yeah. Hospital. And him and Ken really like they they were on the panel together and they were funny together. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Very funny yeah, together. Yeah, very funny together. Everybody really has great chemistry. And when you think of Ken Schreiner and, and Will DeVry, what do they even do together? You forget Scotty Baldwin was Julian's lawyer. You so sure they had a lot of interaction with yeah. each other on the, on the set, and so they had they have a relationship. And they had stories, and they had they had good time. And and um, what I learned, which I didn't know before, is that Will DeVry is actually a General Hospital encyclopedia. He, he knows is pretty much everything that's ever happened. He is to a point that he even reminded Ken Schreiner of something that 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 Anthony Geary. <laughs> We told a story about Anthony Geary that Ken Schreiner was there for and couldn't even recall. Yep. Yeah, so uh, yeah. I shared the story on Twitter. Go check out the Twitter. Um, Actually, I found that, you know, out of all the actors, uh, most of them don't watch it much or at all I mean, or at all. But uh, Will DeVry did when he was on the show. He said not so much now. But he watched it a lot when he was on the show because he really wanted to understand what we were seeing. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just, I really appreciate Will DeVry. He had a lot of wonderful things to say. And he's, he's been, he's been going on uh, quite a few auditions for some really cool primetime, primetime stuff. So you're going to see him on NCIS tonight. Uh, yeah. So, you know, the uh, March 20th episode, if you're going to watch it on DVR or whatever. Uh, and yeah, he's, he's out there. He took seven months off of just trying anything once his mm -hmm. time with General Hospital ended. So it's not like he left the show and had no options. He mm -hmm. lived his personal life, spent time with his mom and all that kind of stuff. And now that he's getting back into it, it's, he's, he's had several auditions and several opportunities and he's filmed the show and he mm -hmm. did this pilot there and this mm -hmm. network that. And so, I mean, it's entirely possible we'll see some Will DeVry outside of General Hospital pretty soon. And when it comes to a Will DeVry return to GH, even playing another character, it doesn't seem as though he's put many eggs in that basket. Mm -mm. That might just be more for just self-preservation than a desire. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. 
Uh, Michael E. Knight was not there. I don't know if he yeah. was listed early on and dropped out or, or but not. But no, no, he no, wasn't. No, Martin Gray, unfortunately. No, Martin Gray wasn't there. <laughs> uh, Sarah did a fan Zoom with Chad and Josh, and they uh, said the fries, fries are the worst. Probably. I, would, <laughs> I mean, McDonald's fries are terrible five seconds out of the fryer. Uh, did what's Ramsey speculate how we got out of the freezer? He didn't speculate much, but he did agree with our theory that we have on our podcast that Biz may have done it. He said, he actually smiled and said that would be great. So, um, maybe, maybe, um, he pretty much has it in his own, because Wes Ramsey is a cerebral actor. He really, really, really thinks deeply about what he, almost uh-huh. too deeply, mm-hmm. um, which I think might have led to some of the disconnect that people were having with his performances, because he really was giving you genuine, well thought out, mm-hmm. what this villainous man would do, because he's absolutely wildly insane. And what was your question to... Oh, I asked West. West. (laughs) And how did you ask him? West Ramsey. (laughs) Hello, West Ramsey. (laughs) Yeah, you did. (laughs) Yeah, you did. (laughs) Any animated supervillain, who would it be? Which Brad Brad Anderson loved that question. He even played afterward was like, what a good question. Yeah. Um, uh, when we went to go get an autograph, we even autograph, said, yeah. what a good question. It was like an hour yeah. later. Yeah. Uh, was, uh, so, uh, but Wes Ramsey has convinced himself that Peter got himself out of the freezer mm-hmm. and um, moving Peter's body after he was thrown down. This, it's, like I said, he really thought about this. So here's the Wes Ramsey story live <laughs> exclusively here on YouTube. Uh, he said that he believes that once Finn and Elizabeth started to move Peter's body, it was able to kick his system back into order. Um, and then when they put him in the freezer, that preserved him, slowed it down, mm-hmm. allowed him to heal enough to finally get out on his own. Yep. That seems true. logical enough to me. Yes. And he also let this little tidbit out because he's not contract anymore, so he can actually say things mm-hmm. more so than people who are still working on the show. He said that he was supposed to, Wes, um, not Wes, Wes not on the show. <laughs> no, he is Peter. Peter was actually supposed to Peter tell Heinrich. Gray what happened from the freezer, but they dropped that story in favor of how they actually went forward yeah. with what was going on with Peter August. Yeah. So, you know, uh, they decided to be, they decided to let it be one of those things that just doesn't happen on screen, huh? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Genistar wants to know, what did Dominic Zambranga actually say to the Lulu question? Some are confused by what he did or didn't say. There's a number of things that have been taken out of context, a number of things where people are putting words in the actors' mouths just based on the fact that they weren't here at the at the convention to actually hear the conversation that was being had. They were right. just getting what I was able to share, what Jen was able to share, what Sunshine Aaron was able to share. Um, so I can understand a little bit of a quite, uh, not understanding exactly the full context of mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. But Dominic is Pranga said, uh, about the Lulu. He is enjoying what he is doing with Kelly Monaco. As an yes. actor, he is having a fun time with yes. Kelly Monaco. He also said that when he puts himself into Dante's mindset, Dante is also having a great time with Sam. So the question was, is it time for Lulu to wake up? Mm-hmm. And his answer was, I'm having a lot of fun with this. Mm-hmm. Which is which is just yeah, a very peaceful way to say I can't tell you that mm-hmm. I want her alive or I don't want her alive because then no matter what I say, you guys are going to be mad at me. Mm-hmm. So here's my political answer. I'm having a lot of fun with this and so is Dante. So that was pretty much what his answer was. Yeah. He didn't say I hate him, Ryland. He didn't say I don't want to ever be back with Lulu. He's saying no. I'm having a good time right now and this is different than what had come yeah. before. Because people, you need to re- remember, Dante and Lulu are like the only relationship aside from two weeks with Valerie that Dante has really ever had, right? Uh, yeah, on the show, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I didn't think about that. You were you're absolutely right. Yeah, they have, you know, Dante, believe it or not, a Corinthos man hasn't done a lot of hot bed helping, has he? That's funny. She's trying to stir some drama here in the chat by saying, only if it's a different actress playing Lilith. I don't know. I don't know him. I don't know how he feels about M. Ryland. All I know is that he said he's having a good time now. Uh, <laughs> what did Eden Williams say about Sydney? Uh, they miss her. They miss her so, so, so much. Yes. But the most important thing that they wanted to come across to the people who asked about uh, Sydney Michaela was Taviana Ali is wonderful, 
amazing. We absolutely enjoy everything that we have done for her. And stay tuned and just you wait. Yep. So, lots of excitement there in the tree in front. Yep. Uh, you're welcome, friends, asking the freezer question. Um, I wonder what Taj said something about... Uh, wonder what Taj say something about TJ Motley. So I asked Taj Bell. This was my question on the <laughs> uh, If he would rather stick with Molly and see where that can go, story-wise for his career, or if he'd rather see TJ play the field. And Taj went with, he wants to see Molly and TJ stay together. They've been together for so long that he doesn't think that breaking them up would be the right move. He feels as though finding a way to tell that story, such a, uh, a newly matured relationship between mm -hmm. people who have been together for such a long time, mm -hmm. he thinks is where the story should be. Yep. So, hey, maybe we'll get that because he's on contract now. Um, I mean, he's showing up randomly more often. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see on that. Yeah. And then Matthew called him a super couple. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I ended that saying, hey, congratulations on being <clears throat> General Hospital. It's quite, quite a super couple. Quite and a super couple ever. All of the Ashfords laughed to that. So, yeah. Well, tr uh, the Porsches. My gosh. And you guys, I know I keep on going back to it's this. Okay. I keep on going back to it. But of the all the panels, that was the beautiful panel. Oh, yeah. All three of those individuals. Just oh my the most gosh. stunning people on the Donnell? entire series. Now, I'm sure the chat's going to explode saying, no, JPS, no, Chad, no, Josh, all those people. But mm -mm. really, Donnell in real life, Donnell Turner, Tosh Bellow, and, 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 Brooke, and, and Brooke Kerr are the most beautiful people I mean, in the building. They are just so gosh darn pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I would love more TJ and Molly, too, JLJ. Um, I don't think it would ever be ER again. Emerald, I'm Rylan again. I don't know. I don't know anything about what's going on with Lulu. I don't know any of the weirdness when it comes to M. Rylan. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know mm -hmm. any of that. I have not mm -hmm. been exposed to whatever backstage shenanigans are going on when it comes yeah. to that kind of stuff. Um, it was, uh, the whole thing was just really fun, you guys. And we're so, we're so glad we did it. And we, we know, uh, Matthew started tweeting a lot and we, we didn't expect for so much interaction really no we didn't we didn't we didn't um but that was that's been cool um but all of it was just so gosh darn fun it was a great time it really was you know, it like, was and the concert was fun and and william came out and sang north star yeah. acoustically you know like he did on the show that was cool and bradford is just he's just a star he really is the, the, you know he's just so good bradford anderson is just really just top notch yeah if you ever have a chance to see uh, stone cold and the jackal in your area it really is worth the drive or the short flight or whatever it might be to get to one of the mm -hmm. things not for steve burton like steve burton's fine but he He's the he's the straight man to, to Bradford Anderson just bouncing off all yeah. of the walls and having a great time. Yeah. When it comes to the stuff that wasn't the Q and A and the autograph signings and the pictures and all of that, we did have a karaoke night hosted by James Patrick Stewart and William Lipton, <laughs> in which did. Ma and I sang "Summer Lovin'." Had me a blast. Um, summer summer lovin'. Summer nights. Summer nights. Summer lovin'. We said yeah. Summer nights, summer nights from, from Greece. Greece. We were the we were the first ones up there. And JPS and. Uh, William Lipton sang along with Matt's part, and oh my gosh, it yes. was fun. Yeah, yeah. so uh, so I mean, of course, the GH Commission, not a ton of dudes are there. A few dudes, but not a ton of dudes. Definitely very few. And you know what? Yes, Matthew asked, I didn't ask any questions. Matthew asked tons of questions, and he got to do the scene at the thing. And, but you know, the reason why we got to do that stuff is because we were assertive. Yeah. We got out of our chairs and we did our stuff. Yeah, and you know, we did not, we decided we didn't come there to not do stuff. Yeah, yeah, there was a whole point. <laughs> we were gonna do karaoke. We were gonna ask questions. Yeah. We were gonna get the autographs. Yep. We were gonna get the picture. Speaking of the picture, we gotta show them the picture. Okay, show them the show. Okay, so this thing- Oh, and this too. A pretty penny. Okay. And, oh, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, so we got, um, uh, so this here is, um, go ahead and talk about it, man. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, so that's, that's a cup that Matt and I put together a long time ago, long time ago. So I used one of them and uh, that's what all my autographs were put on the shush I'm listening to the 10th floor mug. Yeah, yeah, so we got uh, Maurice Bernard, we got Chad Duell, we got Panola Hughes on here, we got Ken Schreiner, uh, gosh, who else? Uh, Laura Wright, we got Bradford Anderson, we've got, um, we got Tristan Rogers, mm -hmm. uh, Eden McCoy, Eden McCoy is the one that we couldn't read before. Yep. Uh, yeah, so uh, a number of cool signatures. So that's what I decided to do my autographs on. Yeah, on a 10th floor one. So yeah. if you want to buy one of those, you can. Just reach out to us. I mean, not the autograph one. That one's going to be something that mom keeps forever. Yes, that's. Uh, I'm never going to drink coffee out of that or wash it, okay? I went, sorry <laughs> for all of the wrapper sprinkling here. Uh, I went a little more traditional with mine when it came to autographed headshots with people. You know, a Bradford and stuff. 
Uh, if you go on Twitter, uh, 10floorgh, you're going to see uh, pictures of these as well. Um, but our prized possession, the thing that cost the most. Yeah, it did. Is, it is it it's in there. Yours, your oh. copy is in there oh, with your I photos. it around. We got a picture with Soda and Carson. <laughs> Sona and Carson. <laughs> so they did the trio there. It was super fun, super great, super awesome. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Love it, love it. Yep. Um, all right, so we did almost an hour of this Q&A response thing. So we got two minutes left. Two minutes for your last rapid-fire questions. Let's see if we can get through this. Yep. Now I have to wait 20 seconds for them to actually be able to hear that and see that. It's super fun. Okay. Well, it's got to show these people. See, what else What else can we say? What else I mean, can we say? <laughs> uh, I mean, JLJ, you're happy to know that I I, I, had, I, I just lived my GH dreams there. I, I did the voice to Wes Ramsey. I did the voice to Ken Schreiner. Yep. Uh, I asked him about a little knife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, you did not do the voice to Maurice. You did not. I, no. Nope. I'm, I, listen, I don't know what's going to set that man off. Like, in real life, it really seems like if you look at him wrong, he might try to punch you. But then again, just yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, he does kind of, you know, he didn't do anything for us to feel that way, but it was just like, you know, well, he did say at one point, because, you know, there's a bunch of folks talking and stuff, and kind of, hey, 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 don't talk about Sonny, now, he has to be a funny guy, Mercy yeah, he's just trying to be funny, funny, but at the same time, we're saying, you know, y'all over there, shut up, right, um, but also at the same time, you also, from the stories that Dominic Zampranga and Chad Duell had about joining the cast of General Hospital mm -hmm. and their first interactions with Maurice Bernard were not good ones. So it seems as though Maurice Bernard is in a different place in his life now than he was Yes, before. yes. Because um, he, was, he was mean. He, he, was, he really he, admits, I was really mean yeah. to these guys. Yeah, he did. He, he actually said about when he said when Chad joined the cast, he was a jerk. Yeah. He yeah. said that. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Dom told a story about how one time Maurice Bernard yelled at him after a scene. Mm -hmm. And Dom said, hey, you don't get to do that to me. And then cut like really timid afterward because he just told Maurice Bernard to start the show off. But Maurice actually did come back to him, though, and say, hey, you know, sorry. That was wrong, sorry. That was so wrong, yeah. sorry. Yeah. And then, um, and then as it turns out, Maurice Bernard really liked the other guy that played uh, Michael before Chad Duell did. And when he was let go from the show, Maurice Bernard was really unhappy about that and kind of took his his animosity uh, uh, on it. Uh, yeah, to but Chad. he but he did say, "I'm I'm in a different spot." Yeah, yeah. And he and he was talked to, he talked about his podcast quite a bit. You know, state of mind. And then he was asked about you know which one he you know he actually said that he kind of likes that better than acting right now. Well, um, another thing that he said is... Not that he um, dislikes acting, guys. No, he's <laughs> he's, he's going to die on that show. Uh -huh. um, basically, he said that um, everywhere he goes, he talks about mental uh, mental health. Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what I want to do. Yeah. And, then he, and he got real real with us, and he told us a story about early on in his career when he was given the advice to not... Yeah, don't mention, go there. Don't go there. Don't mention that you're bipolar, because people are going to think bipolar equals crazy and you're not going to get cast in anything nobody's going to want to take the risk on you so he kept it quiet for the longest time until he said something quietly in some interview somewhere i don't remember exactly what it was or when it mm -hmm. was or what it was for and somebody sent him a letter a child uh, a teen or something you know he said back when you had to get received written, written letter letters. because because there wasn't you know instantaneous commu yeah. communication like right. today yeah, right right so <laughs> then um uh, but he got a letter from somebody saying, hey, because you mentioned this, because you talked about this, it, it has it has changed my mind about things. And I'm... Yeah, th that person was about to take their own life. Yeah, or their brother had taken their mm -hmm. own life over mm -hmm. bipolar uh, disorder. And uh, hearing about Maurice Bernard's struggle uh, helped that brother get over that feeling and understand what could have happened to his own brother, too. So, And then from that moment forward, Maurice Bernard decided, this is, that's, that's my, it's my, my goal in life is to share this information. He doesn't sound that different than Sonny. I mean, you know, he, especially when he, when he starts getting a little more excited about what he's saying, he sounds even more like Sonny. He sounds even more like Sonny. Uh, <laughs> it says they don't really write anything for Chad. That's not true. Chad's on the show a lot. Michael is on the show a lot. What did, I think what it is, is you don't like what they're writing for, for Chad. Uh, but I can tell you that Chad likes what they're writing for Chad. He is, did he? Did he not knock the crap out of that reporter this week? Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, he likes he likes the direction that Michael's going in. He's he's having a good time with it, and he's really excited to see where it can go with more characters because he's he feels as though Michael has grown into a man. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. 
Uh, Michael is just a weak character, but I'm being honest. You know what, Jakarius? Come back to us in about 10 minutes, 5 minutes. I don't know how long it's going to be. It could be, you know, it's going to be a couple minutes. I need to drink a little water. Uh, but that's it for the for the Q&A. That's the Q&A. Yep. That's the end of the Q&A, but we're going to come right back here in about 5-10 minutes, and we're going to get into this week's General Hospital. Yeah, we'll do our regular we're show. We'll do our regular show. I don't know how yeah. long it's going to be. Let's stick around. I, I don't know if it's going to be an hour and 20 minutes like normal because I'm, oh boy. Well, we'll maybe see. it'll be a little short. Did you watch all of Friday? I did. You did? Ooh, maybe not all of it. I'm going to figure this out. All right, so, uh, <laughs> we're going to take a uh, quick break. Yeah, we're, uh, we're not going to come back to this particular stream, but stay on the channel, refresh it every once in a while, and see when we come back. And we're going to get into, into this week's uh, General Hospital. So thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thank you very much, Elegant and Jacarius and, and James and, and, and everybody. Um, yeah. Everybody who participated. Everybody. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ann, <laughs> did they tape it to be aired later? I don't think that they taped this uh, to be aired later. I think all of this is technically owned by Creation Entertainment to do with as they please. So yep. all you're going to get is our fresh perspective. So if you haven't seen it, uh, go to our Twitter at 10th Floor GH. Um, go through the whole thing of thing. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll catch you here in a... In, in Three a... full days of funness. Oh, boy. Another <laughs> two minutes. So... <laughs> That is it for now. See you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs>